In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In this life of sorrow and sin, there are essentially two kinds of blood. There's the blood of guilt and the blood of shame. The blood of guilt is the blood that covers you when you sin against your neighbor. This is the blood that, that Pontius Pilate famously tried to wash off of his hands metaphorically when he saw that the Jews who had handed Christ over to be crucified were not going to be satisfied with anything less than his death. The blood of guilt is the blood that covers you when you erupt in sin towards your neighbor and you hack him to pieces for your own glory and your own benefit. Then there is the blood of shame. That's your own blood. The blood that covers you when this world hacks you to pieces and when your neighbors, when those who are supposed to love you, tear you to shreds. And when your blood spills out and your suffering endure and your suffering pours out upon you. And these two kinds of blood are ones that cover us both in every day of our lives. Throughout our lives, we cover our hands in the blood of guilt. We see people who are weaker than we are, and we shed their blood in order to satisfy the desires of our flesh. We pierce the fatherless, those who are vulnerable, with our lust. We attack those who are defenseless with our anger, those that we know can't harm us, those people that we know don't have the power to stand up against us, the power to bring consequences to our actions. Those are the people who are very often the victims of our anger. We exploit the poor with our greed. We abuse the humble with our pride. We look out at this world and we see that there are people who are more accomplished than we are. And so we assault them with our jealousy. We violently tear down their reputations with our slander. We see those who are more zealous to lead holy, God-pleasing lives than we are. And we hate that treasure of holiness that they have. So we engage in spiritual violence to take it away from them. We lie about them gossip about them in order to rob them of the holiness that we want for ourselves. But all we accomplish in, the, in all of this is covering our hands with blood. Blood that we can't wash off, no matter how hard we try. No matter how many supposedly good and holy things that we do, that blood remains caked on our hands. No matter how hard we try to wash that blood away by loving and serving someone else, that blood only dries on our knuckles and crusts beneath our fingernails and cries out to heaven, we are sinners, unworthy of God's love. We try as hard as we possibly can, but nothing we do can turn, us to turn back the hands of time. Nothing we do can close the veins that we opened. Nothing we do can wash off the blood of guilt. Nor can we manage to wash off the blood of shame, the blood that others extract from us. So this world pours out hatred upon us. 
The people who are supposed to love us hurt us and abuse us. They lie about us. They rob us of our dignity and honor. They rip the tears from our eyes with their cruel words and their heartless deeds. They tear open our veins with their betrayal and indifference. And we try to get over the pain, the hurt, but we can't seem to close the wounds. No matter how much we try, no matter how much time passes, we're still torn apart, still victimized, still bleeding. We want that hurt to leave. We lay awake at night trying to figure out a way to cast it out of our minds and our hearts. But that blood keeps gushing and keeps covering us in the filth of shame, the filth of being overpowered by hatred and cruelty. And no matter what we do, we can't wash ourselves clean of the humiliation and lowliness that have calcified upon us. This is why we hide from God, both because we want to hide our guilt and our shame, both because we can't handle the idea that God is going to see the filth, is going to see the wickedness that we committed, and so we hide from God until we can wash it off of our hands, but we never can. Or we hide from God until we don't feel so beaten down and burdened by this world. And yet we can never find the strength to ease that burden ourselves and to wash off that mounting weight of blood that has caked upon our flesh. So how can we possibly find the love of God if we feel like we have to keep hiding in our blood-covered state? How can we find the love of God if we're covered in the blood of hatred? How can we possibly be holy and clean if we are impure, tarnished people? How can we possibly be saints if we're smothered and caked and crusted over in sin? That's the sorrow we find ourselves when we're covered in the two kinds of blood, the blood of guilt and the blood of shame. But thanks be to God, there is another kind of blood, the blood of the Lamb. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. There's something beautifully odd about these words that St. John gives us in our reading from Revelation today. We spend all of our lives trying to become pure by washing blood off of ourselves. And yet here John teaches us that the way we become pure is by being washed in blood that it is, in fact, only the blood of the Lamb that can wash us clean of the blood of guilt and shame. So John depicts for us this great scene in Revelation, the saints coming out of the great tribulation. Here are the holy ones of every tribe and tongue, those of every generation who have endured this world of hatred and sorrows. 
Here are those who weep because they are covered in the sins they committed and who weep because they're covered in the sins committed against them. Here are those who have been corrupted and soiled and humiliated by the blood of guilt and shame. And this throng that John sees includes you. So here you are. And yet, here you are being made as white as snow. And what is the substance that cleanses you and makes you worthy to stand before God? It's the blood of the Lamb. It's the holy, sinless blood that our Lord poured out for us upon the cross. It's the blood of Jesus that does what we could never do with our own hands. It's the blood that washes us clean of blood. The blood that makes us pure of blood. The blood that makes us holy and that makes us saints. Once your hands were covered in the blood of guilt, the blood of your transgressions, and the blood that you could not possibly wash off because your hands kept producing that bloody sin. Your hands couldn't wash off that blood. You didn't have the holy hands to do so. But Jesus did. Christ's hands were entirely uncorrupted and unstained by sin. And so, when the blood poured out of his nail-pierced hands at Calvary, that blood did something entirely different from your blood. It washed you clean. Jesus washed away every dried-up fleck of your cruelty and hatred, your bitterness and jealousy, he scrubbed away every unscrubbable transgression that was caked upon your soul. And with that same blood, Jesus destroyed the blood of shame that hounded you and haunted you by forgiving the sins that your neighbors committed against you. Jesus destroyed the weight and the power of those sins. That profound weight, those pounds and pounds of dried up blood, your own blood that had been shed from your veins. Jesus washed it all away with his forgiveness of those who sinned against you. There he closed up your wounds with his own wounds. And in the place where you were once covered by the blood of guilt and shame, Jesus covered you with the robe made white in his blood, the robe of his righteousness, the robe woven from his perfect obedience to the Ten Commandments, the robe that gave you everything you needed to stand before God on the last day and to be judged innocent and worthy of eternal life. That's the robe that now covers you. That's the robe that eternally conceals your guilt and shame and covers you in the glory and honor that Jesus won for you. It's the robe that now covers you in the eternal victory over sin and death, guilt and shame, sorrow and suffering. Because of that third kind of blood, because of the blood of the Lamb, now you are holy. And now you are no longer a slave to the unholiness of this world, but you are a saint of God's kingdom, 
and the Son of the God who overcame this world through the blood of Jesus Christ. So now, you can live as one who is no longer covered in blood. Now you no longer need to hide your guilt from the God who has destroyed it all in the blood of Jesus Christ. Now you no longer need to be ashamed to stand before the God who has taken away every source of your shame and clothed you in his favor. You've been washed clean, which means you can take your hands that are now finally free of sin and do what is holy with them. You can fold them in prayer, knowing that your God will hear you, that he will answer you, and that he will bring you safely to the day he has promised you in our reading from Revelation, bringing you safely to the day when you will walk out of this world of tribulation, walk out of this world of sorrows, and walk into the world where you will hunger no more, neither thirst any more, for the sun shall not strike you, nor any scorching heat. Now you can take your blood-free hands and with them you can give thanks for the Son of God, for the Lamb who will be your shepherd on the last day, the Lamb who will guide you to springs of living water and wipe away every tear from your eye. Now you can take those holy hands and use them to shield your eyes from the sorrows and sins and hardships of this life and look with joy forward to the promise of Christ, forward to the promise of the day when you will stand in the kingdom where the only blood that will ever be seen is not the blood of guilt, not the blood of shame, but the blood of the Lamb that has won your salvation and made you a saint of God's kingdom. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.